Welcome to the Real Estate Marketing Podcast. My name is Jerome Lewis. I'm your host for today. The Real Estate Marketing Podcast is a podcast where we talk marketing, tech, business, and leadership. We talk these things for real estate agents, real estate investors, and real estate entrepreneurs. Real Estate Marketing Podcast is a podcast that has two purposes. Purpose number one, to educate and inform our audience and listeners. Purpose number two, Arvell, to spotlight you, your business, your service, or your product in a way that provides value to you, including market exposure and content creation. With that, we have a very special guest, and today I'm going to do something a little bit different. I'm going to play. He has this cool video on his website that introduces him and how he, uh, what he does for speaking. So I'm going to play that, and then we're going to get right into the podcast interview. We hear the term AI, and AI is being used to describe almost everything. I think machine learning is often a better term to describe what we actually see and what we use. Please help me welcome. Hi, Arvell. Whenever I get a chance to speak, I am always going towards you as a professional. I don't know, some of you have some ideas, dreams that you've been holding for five or 10 years. What do you have to do to stand out and get a competitive edge? Lex Friedman said, it's exciting and terrifying. That time when I started the business, it wasn't just my creativity and my passion and making money. I actually had responsibilities. Failure is meaningless. 10 years of having an idea sitting in my head, don't give it meaning. Understand how you as a professional, as a human, can advance what you're doing with AI. If you're a player, instead of maximizing your profit, put down your pride, connect to somebody else who's also an A player, and that relationship can last for years versus you trying to do everything. I understood immediately what I was trying to achieve with my visitor conversations. I could do this before myself. Why am I depending on him? Because I'm here anymore. I've learned how to sell a little bit. I've learned how to manage a little bit. I've learned how to finance a little bit. If you're not working with Arvell, you're just plain crazy. You know what? I'm just going to hire you, Arvell, to do it for me. I want to thank Arvell for everything. Arvell, what a, what an <laughs> intro, man! What an intro! Welcome to the show. I'm glad you're here, and uh, I want to dive you. into uh, AI and marketing, like you said. So, um, but right, we, that was like an awesome introduction. Why don't you give us your version? Like, who is our? Tell us your story and how you got to where you got to. Yeah, thanks, yeah, Jerome. Again, thank you for having me here. I appreciate Absolutely. the opportunity to speak and share. And um, yeah, man, I mean, my story is I started playing on the internet 20 years ago, man. And I just been, keep, I, just, I just keep playing, you know, it's, it's, it's a blessing to find something you love to do that you can do for fun, that you can do for business, you can do to help people, you can do to make money, you can do, you know, being an entrepreneur, I've been a consultant, freelancer, all these kind of things, you know, it's a lot of personal development there. So it's just a great opportunity and the great thing that I've been playing with. And so, you know, as we talk about AI, I mean, or chatbots or whatever you want to call the stuff that we're doing now. I mean, three, four, five years ago when like Facebook Messenger, I don't know if you remember that, when Facebook Messenger got opened up for businesses, that's when I first kind of got into chatbots. I was already in email marketing. I was always, I was already into um, just marketing automation. There's a lot of, you know, I've always been just enjoying it as a tool. And I actually, I actually had a bunch of real estate clients. I was working with real estate investors and doing cold email and email outreach and getting big lists and trying to help them to to get um, work with different vendors and providers. But when when Messenger came out, 2016, 2017, I was like, man, this is gonna be my focus. I felt like this was like the sweet spot. So I created a company, Chatbot Funnels, and I was building chatbots um, using Drift, using HubSpot, using ManyChat, using Chat Fuel 
trying to just work that wave of opportunity to speed up the process. You know, speed to lead is a big thing in any type of sales process. And that was a big thing that I focused on for three years. And then COVID hit, clients, <laughs> you know, like goodbye. Yeah. The world was ending. So I kind of pulled back out of the chatbot world and kind of shifted for a couple of years. And then, you know, last year, ChatGPT comes out. And I'm like, okay, I get to dust off all my chatbot courses, all my chatbot experience, but now leverage it with this whole large language models, all this AI type of, you know, integration with chatbots is kind of what I'm doing now. So again, I'm glad for the opportunity to share and speak and share anything I can do to help people who are, you know, to me, to leverage AI, leverage chatbots, leverage automation. Um, there's so many different things that we can do now to work faster, to implement better and that's just to me it's a it's a, it's an exciting time to be in, in this space thank you again thank you for being here and um i hear you talk about like i have an idea of the concept of chatbots but why don't you tell us what a chatbot is and tell us like why you enjoy like working in that space or why you even chose like chatbots uh, compared to like some of the other stuff yeah so i thought again i like direct response marketing right i like to do something and get people to respond, right? And you can measure or you can track that kind of philosophy. So again, before it was email marketing, I've always liked email because I could do a mass message but get a specific response as compared to running ads, which is cool. It's just different. You get the data, but you don't have the person. You don't know who did what. So again, when chatbots and Facebook Messenger opened up, one thing about that was the big thing that happened in 2016 was more humans spend time messaging one another on social media than they do simply browsing feeds. So that was it was understanding how consumer behavior changed. So that's why Facebook decided to allow businesses to use mass messaging as a way to interact with their, you know, with your people in your feed, because that's how consumers were using it. You know, they bought WhatsApp. Why do they buy it? Because this is how people interact. In other countries, you got WeChat and all the other type of things. This is how humans interact. But how do businesses interact with people in that sense? So that was Facebook's thing. But then on websites, the chatbots were normally just live chat. And the experience wasn't that seamless. People would like expect more. So there's definitely uh, things didn't work right. So if you go to a website, you got the live chat, you know, Again, back in the days, you could do some stuff with with automation. You could do some stuff, but you got to program every single if then if you know it was kind of cumbersome. And honestly, people were disappointed. So I just like again, I like direct response. I like ways of using automation, but but I want it to feel like a one on one experience. And I think that's what chat does. That's what Messenger does. That's what some of the SMS and Twilio or go high level, but all these different platforms allow you to have this mass way of marketing, but then an individual one-on-one -on -one experience. So that's kind of the benefit to me of, of what you can do with it. Okay. And you, you, you might've touched on this and what you were just saying, but um, some like a term that we hear a lot is what well, that I hear, right? Cause I'm in marketing is like conversational marketing. Can you help us understand yeah. what that means? Yeah. Again, it's, it's conversation. So yeah, conversational marketing, conversational design, um yeah again it's really just it's really it's chatbots it's 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 the idea of a one-on-one -on -one back and forth conversation again it's like you know when when i think hubspot invented the term inbound marketing <laughs> they wrote a book and you, know, you can just invent whatever right and so you got your funnel hacker you got that 
sales funnel, you know, if it's click funnels, whatever, they invent their term. So again, Drift wrote a book called Conversational Marketing. So they came up with that term. Like, how do you market people, again, in a conversation, in a back and forth kind of experience? And so there are practices. There's a Conversational Design Institute. I met the guy that runs that. It's a nonprofit out of Europe somewhere, I think the Netherlands. So there's just, there's philosophies and processes to interact with customers. I mean, it's just a conversation. It's it's the, it's just a you know a new term that somebody invented, and it's the way a marketer can plan and strategize the entire conversational flow in an automated way. Okay, so like we like we're like techie, right? A little bit, right? And yeah. we we say like you'll hear in marketers, right? Techie people, marketers, the, the brainiacs. You hear them say like eight. You hear us say like AI is not really AI. What is what is what does that mean? Like that AI is not really AI. Like help us understand what that means. Yeah, to me, um, and I kind of mentioned a little bit in my video and whenever I talk, for the most part, because AI has been around for 30, 40, 50 years. Art whatever, how we're defining before I get into it, companies have been using this kind of technology, what they call AI for years, which I say it's like machine learning. It's like predicting it's where a computer uses a history of data databases and information and what they do is they pick up patterns and when they're looking at the data they can kind of predict what the person wants what the person is going to do based upon the data so again when you think about running facebook ads and google ads you think about the feed the algorithm all those algorithms is somewhat ai it's the computer trying to predict what the person wants because they clicked on it in the past, because they spent so much time on this video, you know, you got your 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 your, your through place. If you spend thirty percent of the time looking at this video or thirty seconds looking at it, it kind of shows intent. It shows interest. So you go to YouTube and you look at your recommendations or your things show. Or you go to Netflix. It knows what you like. You voted. You said you liked it. So now it's predicting. It's assuming. It knows what you like, based upon your own personal history and based upon the entire demographics or psychographics of people who are just like you. It's computers learning how to predict what somebody wants or is going to do next based upon that data. So the artificialness, if I can say that, is not really the, the, the computer thinking for itself. It's not sentient. It's not alive. It doesn't know who it is yet. So far, so all this technology, so that's the artificial intelligence. It's really, it's prediction and it's pattern action, pattern um, making based upon any type of similar data from the past. So to me, that's what most of the the AI um, has been. Yeah, that, so, that so, so when you say like it's not sentient, it's like not, a, is that the determinant of what makes it into be officially AI? Again, I'm not, you know, I'm not a brainiac and all this stuff, but the film research, they call it artificial gener general intelligence. So AGI, artificial general intelligence, where it's general, like it can do more than just what it was trained to do. It can okay. just generally know anything. So, so AGI, it's kind of like the mission statement of OpenAI. So, you know, OpenAI is the company that created ChatGPT. They were a nonprofit. They were just trying to explore how do we make AI, like really real AI that, that's alive, that's AGI. So they created the company, nonprofit research and trying to figure it out, they needed money. So Microsoft, you know, gives them, owns 49% of them. They needed commercial money to make it 
go even further. So that's their goal is to create artificial general intelligence. So that's when it's kind of alive, where it kind of knows what it theoretically. That's the theory of what of of, of, a, of AI or AGI. But right now, as far as we know, it's not alive. Yet. Okay. And so when I see when I see you talk and I hear you speak, I see you on social media. Like you have like a. a I could be wrong, but you, you tell yeah. me if I'm wrong. Like you have like a passion for what it is that's coming out and the things like the way that te- technology is changing and the future of AI. Is that safe to say? I mean, I'm definitely, again, it's, it's something I've been studying for years. Okay. I like to use it. I mean, to me, the more I study it, mm-hmm. the more I realize that it's bigger than we realize. So that gets me excited. Okay. When I see that if if it's as big as it seems or is like the real smart people say, and if it's going to come as because, again, I've been again, I've been in marketing for a while. I'm chasing these trends. And it's like this is the fastest, most disruptive thing that's possibly ever happened like on Earth. So if that's true, because, again, if you, if you, if you study the those kind of people and if it's that disruptive, again, you know, as, as an entrepreneur, as a business person, there's opportunity, there's risk. So it's like there's a lot happening right now. So that definitely gets me excited to to think that it's not just a shiny object. It's not just a new trend that's just going to last. And like chatbots came and went in its version in 2016, 2017, 2018 when I was in it. So I'm just I'm fascinated by it. if it's as big as it seems. I want to take advantage of it. I want to use it. I want to profit from it. But if there's risks, I want to still be in the front end. If there's things I can help my friends and my family, if there's if it's that disruptive, I also want to be a support for people who may not know. So there's kind of there's so many different implications yeah. of how I'm watching it. So, yeah, that definitely gets me excited. So, yeah, I'm, I'm the same way as you. I think it's like a big thing. And I see like this stuff change. And I don't think it's going anywhere anytime soon. And uh, I, I'm like I get on like, a, I guess, like my. I don't know my soapbox too. And I'm saying, you better learn this stuff. You better use it because you're going to get left behind. What do you have to say to people that are like, you know, not paying attention that are like dormant. It's like, Oh, whatever. Or people that are resistant to learning or at least understanding, or maybe getting someone on their team to learn to understand it. Like what's your input and your advice on those kind of people? Yeah. I mean, it's, there's definitely, you know, I just read a stat today that even if, 30% 30% of the, say America, 30% of the U.S. has heard about it. Only 10% have actually played around with it. So, I mean, hopefully if somebody's interested, but they don't know, then I'll say, yeah, just search chat GPT, search for the word prompts. Again, it's like, like I mentioned earlier with the inbound marketing and then conversational marketing, new trends create new terminology. And so prompt prompt engineering is like the is like the, the new term that defines so you know, so people will play with chat gpt or ai and not get any value but it's like to me it's like it's a user error it's not a technology error so i definitely encourage people if you're interested i don't i don't know how to convince people who are not interested if they're resistant i mean but i do tell people like my daughter she's 16 she's going to be out of high school next couple of years so to, anybody that's young like you need to learn this it's like, I tell it's like it's like the internet. Imagine it's '93, and you hear about the internet or '94, '95, '96, but you're not using it. Chat GPT or AI is it's like using the internet or using, you know, Microsoft Word versus a typewriter. It's like the printing press. It's like all these 
technology is all in one, but I tell people search your job title, like industry, right? Real estate and AI or real estate and chat GPT, or maybe it's a certain platform. Maybe if you're using Zillow or the MLS, or you're using um, some type of tool, are there new tools in a real, you know, marketing and AI. So there's like industry topics you want to Google or search with AI. You want to look for chat GPT or prompts plus your industry, your skill, sales skills plus chat GPT. So there's, nuances where i tell people you want to learn about it because like again microsoft everybody uses microsoft ish products or google docs or microsoft word every technology is going to be integrated with chat gpt or ai in six months right yeah. so it's going to it affects every type of employee every type of skill you have so Find if your software uses AI, find if your skill set uses AI, find if your industry uses AI, join a group. But you definitely, um, yeah, you want to educate yourself, you want to use it. And so I just, yeah, that's, those are my couple suggestions. How, how are you integrating, like, like one of your things is like um, chatbots. Like how are you integrating AI into chatbots and even like the marketing? Like what are, what are some of the things you're doing to, to utilize the technology? Yeah. So again, it's like, what are the things I'm doing on an everyday basis to automate or use AI? So, I mean, I've got basic automations connected to my link. So I'm in sales. So number one, I'm, I'm selling conversational AI right now to companies. So I had a client today or just like I had a demo meeting. They asked some questions and I was going to put together a presentation for her, but I simply used Loom and video recorded my screen. And I actually went to my website my company website, noble.com, and I talked to the concierge on our website to answer all the questions that the client had. In other words, the chat bot on my company website is able to answer questions. And again, in the way it's working, we didn't train it with if then or if if you know this or that logic. It's just it uses AI to understand what people want. So anyway, so I, I use it, I demonstrate it on the client site. I've got my own chat bot that I use for my personal productivity. Um, I've been working on for years. So I use um, Manny Chat is the brain. Plus, I, I Manny Chat is a, a chat bot tool for like Facebook Messenger. So I use that and I use it connected to OpenAI through ChatGPT. And I have like daily reminders. I have goal setting <laughs> projects that I have based upon chat technology. And it, inter it, it integrates with my accountability partner. So it actually updates us on our goals every week. So I use it for personal productivity. And I, I one of the things, the newest things I'm trying to do is how do I, uh, actually MEM, so MEM.AI, M-E-M.AI is what I use for my notes. It's an, and technically it's built upon OpenAI system as well, but it's like my note taking system, but it uses AI. So I can summarize like client meeting, like tell me, I can talk to it and say, tell me about my last three meetings with my sales team, with my this client and it'll use generative AI to generate a summary in its own language based upon the history in there. So again, so I've got, those are a couple of different things that I do regularly, but I try to do as much as I can um, integrating. Cause again, I want to be faster. I like being nimble. I don't mind having, I love people, but if I can use AI to automate I mean, process. I mean, I've been using Upwork since 2008 when it was Odesk. So I hire people, something and you hire people overseas or, you know, you want to save some money. I'm like, I could hire them to do it, but let me at least ask ChatGPT real quick if it knows the answer <laughs> and 
unfortunately for them, I'm finding less and less <laughs> reasons to outsource certain basic things. And then you think about ChatGPT with plugins built in. So not only can you ask ChatGPT a question, you can have it connect to your own Zapier account or your other kind of things or web and actually do more things. So um, I try to put it in my workflow every day, at least ask it a couple questions to see what it can do because you have to test it because you just don't know. To me, that's I think that's the biggest opportunity. So I'm working on a book on AI. It's not about the technical, how you write a prompt, how you engineer a prompt, but it's more of the thought processes and change management because we're not used to asking an AI to do stuff for us. So we're still delegating 0.00001% of our day to it because we're not used to it. So that's one of my biggest things I want to help people understand is how to shift how you think, how you plan, because I think that's the missing opportunity of how we're not using it and our thinking and planning, not just execute this one task, write this book or this article, but what should I write about? Anyway, that's just my, my other little soapbox on, on AI and using it. Oh, I love it. Uh, what is your what is your favorite like use case? Like, what's the what's the favorite what's your favorite project you've completed and done so far? Like, utilizing chatbots, AI technology. Like, what does that look like? Yeah, no, no. no. So my favorite project is my co focus is my little accountability because I was trying to build this like five. You know, you got ideas, business ideas. I had an idea for years of like how do I create this accountability system, and I've hired the, again. I tried. Through Upwork, hire people, and I've tried three, four, five times to hire people to do it, and it just never worked as good as I wanted. And then I realized I could just use my own chatbot knowledge. Though I'm not a developer, I can figure it out. So I did. I built that last year, um, again, using um, Manny Chat to create this weekly recurring accountability system. But now I just added GPT into it. So now it not only can help me to set a goal for the week and remind me and remind my accountability partner. But on the week's over, when I give myself a score, how did your week go? When I give it feedback, it can take that feedback and give me some, you know, I've got a prompt through GPT that says, you are my executive coach. Based upon this feedback, give me three strategies to improve my productivity for next week based upon my feedback. So that is just one simple prompt that I put into it. So now when I review my week, it automatically gives me tips to improve uh, myself. Yeah. Nice. So you got all this knowledge and this expertise, um, and, but you, you've published like courses. Like, is there something that uh, like our audience can buy or do you have like courses, coaching, consulting that you offer so people can like integrate some of this stuff in their businesses or their personal lives? Oh man, so close. Yeah, I don't, I don't have anything. I, I did create a course, how to build chatbots again, like, Again, back in the days, like three years ago, um, but I, I don't, I don't, I don't have it ready. Like so, the current one right now, I'm just mainly speaking. So if somebody just okay. wanted like a, a a consult, if you go to rvelcraig.com, it's got four different topics that I'm really looking to just speak about. Um, as far as a a new course, I'm probably like 30 days out from creating something that's you know you can just take and buy and use on your own. Or again, I want to again, I'm going to write a book on AI. That's like 90 days out. But okay. then I also want to create like some other kind of newsletters, but print. I want to create okay. some other kind of products. I'm still like a, a, a few months out from having um, products out. But if anybody wants to connect with me or just find me on LinkedIn or Facebook, Instagram, I'll definitely keep you updated. I, I do have an email list. I've been emailing for like 12 years. 
<laughs> so I, I have a, that's my most consistent way of updating people with what I'm doing and what's, what's happening. Okay. How, how can we get access to your email list? Yeah. If you go to rvlcraig.com. Okay. Um, actually, yeah. By the time this video comes out, I will update the form to just to subscribe to that. I just switched from active campaign to a different email uh, newsletter system. So, but yeah. Okay. So uh, I was like, I was showing your, your intro, like cool intro. You got three books. I want you to tell us about the reason why you published the last one, like stop procrastinating. And, uh, tell us the name of, tell us what it's about. And then, you know, tell us why you published that book. Yeah. So yeah, the last book I wrote, um, stop procrastinating, start partnering. Honestly, there was a book workshop that I think you and ad skills put on. So I, I went to this book writing workshop using AI because I had a client. This is before I had the current job when I was in between, I didn't know if I was going to go back into business and be, be consulting and freelancing and, and figuring that out, or I was going to get another job and, and work with a company. While I was figuring it out, I needed to make money. And again, I know how to, I know how to market and how to do stuff. So I had a client, I had a couple of clients on the side. I said, Hey, if you buy this workshop, I will write your book. So I had a client oh. pay for the workshop and I was going to write, I was writing his, I learned, you know, from your workshop on how to write a book and do a book funnel. But while I was doing, I said, man, I want to do this myself. <laughs> so when I don't know if it was lunch break or what, I was like, huh, let me start going through this. And I wonder, like, I've got tons of books. I love books. I love reading. I love helping people. So I wanted to, I've been partnering is such a new philosophy. It's like, I feel like as I get older, I want to be, you know, I don't want to be the smartest person in the world. Like I, I know I, I come off like I'm smart and that is like a, again, it's, it's a pro and a con, right? Once you're really smart, you try to do it all yourself. But if you know, you don't know everything, you partner, you learn how to just focus on yourself. I learned to focus on my strengths, but I really want to partner with people. And whenever I'm feeling stuck, I realize I'm thinking too much. I'm trying to do it all myself. I'm trying to be this freelancer, solopreneur, you know, hire overseas real cheap versus partnering with people who are smart. So it's just, a, it's a, it's a whole new philosophy that I'm embracing more and more and more. That's going to help me to get, you know, to the next level. I don't want to be the smartest. I want to partner with people. So whenever I'm stuck, you know, it's like, there's this book by um, Dan Sullivan, right? Who, not how. Exactly. Find a who. Exactly. So that is the philosophy that I'm adopting. But the key, like, but what's the trigger? How do you know you're you're doing it wrong? How do you know you're you're stuck? If you're if you think you have an issue with procrastination, to me it's like it's nothing wrong with procrastination. It's but it's 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 speaking to you. It's telling you this isn't your thing. It's not a bad thing, but it's telling you this is the opportunity to partner. So that's where I'm learning. So that book that I wrote through that workshop was mainly AI, but that was the the the, the gist of it. I want to more and more partner with people. Honestly, and I actually added a chapter to partner with AI because that is the whole. Yeah, I, is, I was. <laughs> yeah, I was going to ask yeah. you that because, like, when I first asked you, it's like stop procrastinating and start partnering, and it's like we think of people, but AI and technology is a partner too. So, exactly. um, yeah. yeah, that's that's. I was going to ask you. Uh, yeah, we need to partner with AI. We need to partner with technology. We can utilize these tools. And one of the things, like you said, uh, is is really big in the book. It's like it's not really competition. It's collaboration. When you start thinking yeah. like that, like we're collaborating and working towards a goal, that's that's how you win. So, um, yeah. all right, I know you got to go. Um, let me see how um, how can we wrap this up. 
what is one question that I asked you and how would you have answered that question? One other question to yes. Honestly, I, w- I will mention that AI, you know, partnering, I think well, that's one thing I'm learning about real estate that I like, even though I don't do real estate, the fact that there's different players, right? You got the, the title company, you got the real estate, either as an investor, that is actually a big model that's helping me to shift how I think about business marketing. Like, because again, real estate, it's a team sport, you know? So how do you, you got one person that may send you the deal or they got investors, you got wholesalers, and I don't know the, all the different players in which you do it, but I love that that's a great metaphor that I'm learning as a marketer. How do I create more business opportunities that are rev share based, that are affiliate based, that are performance based? So I think there's, but I just love that connection. There's a, there's a connection between how I'm seeing marketing and how a real estate agent thinks about deals and things about that. So that is just kind of like the, kind of the last point that I'll mention that, um, yeah, when it comes to partnering, when it comes to AI, like I think there's some lessons there that anybody can learn in business about how can you create these kind of win-win relationships. And I don't know if you got any, I love to hear of you. Maybe you can end on that. You can tell me, what, do you see, what connections do you see in, in real estate as a business model as it relates to marketing? I think that, but that's the kind of thing I'm, I'm kind of excited about. Um, it, it's like exactly what you said. I find that, um, and I just like the guy that was on before, he said the same thing. It's like, you, you hmm. it's partner up leverage each other like tools that like people try to get into business and do everything themselves the marketing the talking to the sellers the the paperwork and those are the people that don't have the most success in order for you to scale and grow like you have to be willing to give up something right some money some time some you have to delegate and those are the people that have the most success you can't have a you can't do anything in life without collaborating with other people and that includes real estate title company mortgage like there's all these people involved and if people would just understand that it's a partnership and you're coming in to bring in your strengths and weaknesses they'll have a lot more success so um arvel i appreciate you so much i know you do a lot of speaking Uh, i know you gotta go tell us where we can get your book and tell us how we can learn more about you and then we can like wrap it up. Yeah, so definitely, yeah, you can search Arville Craig on Amazon. Okay. You can grab my books there. I've got two books that are listed there. Again, arvillecraig.com is the site. You can subscribe to my list and stay connected to me there. And again, I, honestly, on, on every social channel, um, same thing, Arville Craig. You can find me everywhere. But um, definitely let me know if I can educate or speak to like your group or anybody that's listening. Because again, because that's my strength. That's one thing I've learned. Speaking is one of my core things. So even when it comes to partnerships, I can maybe be the voice just speaking. And then maybe there's a way we can partner uh, with any other company that once I can highlight different companies, highlight different products, do things like that. So that is definitely a strength that I've learned to focus on. And again, let's let's partner, you know. Okay, for sure. I'm, I'm all about collaboration. And I teach like I have like a weekly I got like so many masterminds and you know, we're, mm. we'll definitely collaborate and find out how you can speak to those audiences. So, Arvel, thank you for your time today. I appreciate you very much. Oh, thank you, Jerome. It's my pleasure. Absolutely. Love yep. this.